welcome to Dental Appointment, a podcast by two dental students aiming to give you an insight into the world of dentistry. We will be discussing all things dental related, from dental applications to life as a dental student. We will also provide you with an insight into our own experiences, as well as talking to other members of the profession about a range of different topics to get their views and learn about the different opportunities after dental school. My name is Ryan. And I'm Becky. And this is Dental Appointment. today's episode we are joined by Brandon Tiller, a new qualif- newly qualified dentist from Barts in the London. Firstly, thank you for joining us today, Brandon, and congratulations on your recent graduation. Yeah, thank you for having me. We were just obviously had a little laugh about how funny it is to be called a newly qualified dentist now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it must be strange for you, Brandon, and thanks again for joining us. That's all right. So just to kick things off, is there anything that sets your dental school apart from the rest? Um, I think, do you know what's nice about Barts, which I've found throughout, and obviously I've spoken to to guys at King's and people that have been there, is that the cohort of Barts is quite small. We've only got about 17 a year. Um, so I think the, the good thing is, is that you really, you get to know your tutors quite nicely. Um, it can seem quite daunting at first, obviously. You have these, you know, these guys that have been dentists for years and years, and especially for for people straight out of school, you think, oh my god. But I think the nice thing is, is that you, they get to know you on quite a personal level, mm-hmm. and they kind of they they have this trust in you, especially as you get towards the end of your degree. And I think it they treat you more as a colleague rather than superior inferior, mm-hmm. which is quite nice. Um, and I think that's I've really, especially as a postgrad, really enjoyed that quite a lot. Mm-hmm that element which is nice yeah i think we can relate to that in a way because our school (laughs) there's only 22 of us there so it's even smaller but just being that kind of size it is nice because you do get to know everybody um as you say yeah absolutely just to touch upon the kind of structure at barts could you give me a kind of overview of what the years are like yeah, so pre-COVID, and I assume it's going to go back to the same, maybe maybe next year coming, is you have your first year is all of your basic clinical sciences. So a lot of it is an extension of A-levels um, and things like that. So you learn anatomy, you learn your physiology, kind of just the foundations of things moving forwards. And then your second year is when you get more clinical so you start to learn your all of your dental modules, your medical modules as well. It's quite intense. Um, and then they start sticking you in the labs. So you do your practical skills. We call it cons. And this is everything from your, your basic fillings to your pediatrics and everything like that. And then at the end of the second year, which is quite nice, so you pass um, your gateway for that. And then you start with your own patient clinics. This is what it was like pre-COVID, right at the end of the second year. And it's, it's so daunting, but it's so nice to be able to kind of do what you've done for all the last year in the lab and then put that into practice with a real patient. So they give you a patient. They've usually been kind of pre-screened before, so it's quite a basic. I remember mine was a perio case. You just do a history, and then these are kind of the patients you take forward into year three. Um, and then year three onwards, it's just learning all of your practical elements. So... You do your endo course, you do your crowns course, um, then you're in for oral surgery and all your different kind of um, requirements. And then you just build upon that, really. 
going in going further into fourth and fifth year. Well, that's quite a comprehensive structure. <laughs> um, what would you say like the teaching style is at Barts? Would like would it be traditional or like integrated, problem based? So the first couple of years is very traditional lectures mm-hmm. um, and then a few seminars, quite a few presentations and case-based learning. Um, that kind of continues throughout all the f- all the five years, but you also do a lot of, especially this year more, you do a lot of um, small group teaching where you get given cases to discuss and then some people have to do a presentation and things like that. So it's quite a nice mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're going to move away more from traditional lectures, especially since they've trialled all the kind of the small seminars during COVID as well. Yes, yeah, so they found sort of different ways that actually works for students. Yeah. Yeah. And is there sort of view for like outreach or something like that at Barts? Yeah, we've got, um, we've got, we did have three, one shut down. So we've got one in Canary Wharf, which is really nice. Um, it's 10 bays in a big setting and you get put there uh, once a week. And then we also have one in Stratford, um, which is similar as well i think there's about 20 bays in a room we do a lot of our pediatrics and things there so we don't get placed away for a certain amount of time we're kind of split between Whitechapel, which is our campus stratford and then canary wharf during the week mm-hmm. and how much time are you spending and when does the kind of outreach placement start so they start in third year um so towards the end of third year you kind of shadowed the fourth years on this clinic and then this is one in canary wharf and then you kind of take on the patients yourself there so you're only there on your own during fourth year and then the one out in stratford is kind of a mixture third fourth and fifth year but you're typically there on different days so you're kind of independent um in yourself there Mm -hmm. it's quite nice that you're getting to shadow before you actually start as well is that something that um, translates to like a lot of your clinics let's say actually at your main campus yeah definitely I think they bring us in kind of to get an appreciation of how to help out and then where things are and it's quite nice because myself and a lot of the other fifth years kind of let the third and fourth years do stuff as well mm-hmm. so we kind of I kind of tell my third or fourth years they're going to do something I'm like guys you here's your chance to have a go and then kind of yeah just let them have a go at things build up their own pace and then it's nice to learn from from someone who's already done it I guess mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah I think it's relatable because you've been that second third year in that position already um, yeah. so it's quite nice to learn from each other and not necessarily have a kind of clinician over you the mm-hmm. daunting, <laughs> daunting thought yeah yeah um so you're speaking a lot there about the kind of clinics and the clinical side of things. What are the clinical facilities like? So, but the Whitechapel campus is great. I think it was rebuilt in 2012. So it's quite, it's quite new. It's quite swanky. Um, we've got three clinical floors. So the bottom is, it's a huge open plan clinic with about 40 or 50 bays. Um, that's kind of where you do your continued care with patients. So you, you get your own patients, you bring them in. That's kind of where you see them from start to finish. And then on the different floors, we've got different specialities. So we've got like a pediatric clinic, um, an oral surgery clinic, an oral medicine clinic. So it's quite nice being based at 
a nice new hospital where you've got a lot of the staff are kind of top end of the training consultants um and it's just we get yeah we get a lot of referrals for specialist things and we see a lot of especially being in Whitechapel where the it's a low socioeconomic um community we get to see a lot of unique things that you may not see elsewhere which is really nice as well mm-hmm. mm. and when was it that you started seeing patients sorry was it second year or third year yeah, it's the end of second, end year. Of second year. Yeah, so summer term. Mm-hmm. That's quite nice, though, having that early exposure. Absolutely, yeah. So to move on to the exams that BARTs do, what are the different styles that they adapt? So we, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but we have a mixture of uh, multiple choice question papers uh short answer questions which are like 20 markers um it's usually based on one topic and broken down into smaller questions and then you have oskis as well in first second and fourth year um but when you get into third year and beyond you have um vivas as well so you have your communication exams you get given a case have a little bit of time to look at it and then you get a little bit of q a on that as well so that's that's how they based it that's how all our finals were based as well Mm -hmm. And how did you find those different types of exams? I prefer Vivas. I think that it's what makes dentistry and medicine nice is that it's not kind of black and white, yes or no. Everyone's answer is going to be a little bit different. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of how you can take a case and adapt. Like multiple choice questions are great, but I feel like I've done more of my learning preparing for a Viva than I would have prepared for a like a multiple choice paper if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah for sure I think like you say um like everybody will have a different answer in that sense and Mm. like that that is no one's wrong in that aspect it's just a different way of interpreting the situation and it yeah it's I mean don't get me wrong it's absolutely terrifying before (laughs) I remember I was sat here I was sat here for 15 minutes before because you you have no idea what can come up it can be absolutely everything you've got like the most complex things are running through your mind but of course it's it's never gonna come up but it's still good and was it virtual that you did those then because of covid yeah 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 and how did you find that It was not bad. Um, I think I would have preferred it in person because it's nice to walk in and like see your tutor and smile at each other and it kind of relaxes you a little bit. But mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it wasn't bad doing it online. Um, what about practical exams? So our practicals are, they're kind of done throughout. So like I said, in second year, you have your kind of your drilling and filling course. And then at the end of every kind of speciality you do a gateway exam so you have your your filling exam you have your endo exam your crown and bridge exam and then every year you have to do a revalidation of that Mm -hmm. so fifth year there's not really there's no specific exams for it but obviously you've got your requirements as well that you have to hit so you've got to hit a certain amount of each procedure Mm -hmm. to be deemed safe to qualify Mm -hmm. i think that's pretty standard across all universities as well um, yeah. like it's set from the GDC so it's quite yeah. good f- for those thinking about applying to sort of know that and what they need to do to get those um, targets as well mm-hmm. to move away from the dental school per se what what is it like to live in London 
It's good. Living in London is really good. There's there's so much going on. It's you, you walk out the door and you can within 15, 20 minutes you can be at a completely different place. And I think it's just I've had so much fun. Like I did my first degree in Southampton, which was nice. It was fun, but it kind of after three years you get a bit. You kind of want to move out, mm-hmm. but. I've been here five years now and I just, I don't even plan on leaving. It's just, it's just so, so good. So, so nice. Um, yeah, it's just, can be daunting for people, but it's just, it's just something, it's completely different to anywhere else in the UK. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And as you say, coming from Southampton, what is the kind of cost of living like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's expensive. Um, but it's manageable, definitely manageable. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that put you off. I don't think like that people think that dentistry is, it's hard. It is hard and it's time consuming, but you have time to work. You have time to do other things outside of studying. Um, I don't think that should ever be a factor that limits you from coming here. Mm-hmm. I think you need, you need to accept that maybe for five years, you're not, you know, you're not going to have that much money. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's, it's doable. It's it's manageable. Mm-hmm. It's worth it in the end. Absolutely. You mentioned there about like having time for like a part time job and doing different things. Is that something that you've managed to do yourself? Yeah, I've juggled a lot of jobs. I was working at Sainsbury's when I came here, and I did tutoring for a bit, and then catering, and then I was working at a GP. You just kind of just got to find something that's flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, do whatever, do whatever you got to do, really. Yeah. I think flexible is the most important thing. But if your employer knows your situation, they tend to be quite yeah. um, empathetic towards that. Yeah. Mm. I think it's just remembering that your, you know, dentistry comes first in terms of working things. So don't put yourself yeah. in a position where you're, you're struggling because you're trying to juggle too much. And if your work's not that flexible, then don't prioritize the work (laughs) yeah absolutely i think yeah like you said your employers are quite often quite understanding mine have been really good Mm -hmm. in terms of where barts is in london is it quite central and and close to everything and easy to get to yeah so it's in Whitechapel, which is zone two just east of the city so Mm -hmm. you're in yeah you're in earshot walking distance of liverpool street and shoreditch and then it's mm-hmm. probably like a 10 minute tube into kind of West London. Um, so it is a really good location. It's a lot cheaper than other areas of London as well. Um, especially if you live in zone two on the West side, it's a lot cheaper than there as well in terms of accommodation and things like that. Um, overall, how would you describe like the application process for BART's? I have to have a think about that one actually. Uh, if you can remember. I can't. I just remember, because obviously I came in as a postgrad, I remember the, Southampton had no idea how to apply. So I, I actually can't, can't remember. I just remember working quite hard for the UK CAT because it is such a competitive course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially preparing for interviews, just making sure that you read up on the uni first, like their latest news and things like that, or even message someone on Instagram who goes there because they're more likely to know kind of things that you've got to say. Checking out the GDC standards um, and things like that. But other than that, I don't really remember applying too much. I think I got someone who was already a dentist to look over my 
um, personal cover letter. Mm-hmm. So I think that was quite important mm-hmm. as well because obviously they get so many applications. Everyone's going to have similar grades. You kind of need something that's going to make you stand out from someone else mm-hmm. and and push mm-hmm. push hard to do work experience as well because that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, our uni take, has taken people to do work experience. So if you're thinking about applying to somewhere, it might be a good idea to see if that hospital will actually take you on for a couple of weeks as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. I didn't know that was an option. So that's, that is good to know. And can you remember what interview style they used? Yeah. So we had, it was actually really nice. We had um, two of the tutors and then one of the students was sat and you just kind of had a 30 minute conversation. Um, so it wasn't really strict Q and A. It was more like they led a conversation, found out a bit, a little bit more about yourself and, and things like that. It wasn't like a, other places where you have multiple little interviews and questions. So it was actually a really relaxed environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just to kind of go back a little, um, you said earlier about doing your first degree at Southampton. What was it that you did in that degree? So I did biochemistry. All right. And did you think that kind of prepared you for dental school? Yeah, I think there's definitely an advantage to coming in having done a degree, but it quickly gets phased out like everyone catches up so after the first like semester you're all on a level playing field like it's the same as starting at any university really Mm -hmm. yeah i think we can empathize with that as well Mm. being postgraduates ourselves um how did you sort of find being that little bit older going into a group that have just come from school (laughs) it's quite saying a little bit older is quite nice actually i think i started when i was 23 or 24 and obviously Mm -hmm. some of these people had just turned 18 um which was quite an experience but it's fine like there's no hierarchy everyone's everyone's the same people do their own thing it doesn't really it makes no difference at all That's good to hear. I think that was something that I um, considered because with offers um, doing dentistry, I was like, well, that was something that I considered. But it's nice that you have had a good experience with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. So overall, um, what would you say that the best thing is for you um, from attending BARTS over the past five years? Obviously, the degree has been good. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a very relaxed person. And it's just, like I said, the small the small cohort is really nice. Um, everyone that goes there is really nice. Like, you, you find your friendship group straight away. There's lots of stuff to do. Um, even if you've moved from, like, the middle of nowhere, there's always ways to get stuck in. Um, and they kind of, you know, they treat everyone equally, which is really nice. Um so even who doesn't matter where you've come from, they're going to support you as much as they can. And it's just been, it's been a really good, fun five years, to be honest. It's nice to hear that you've had a good time and that you've had a good, well, you've had a good experience as well. Um, you mentioned there and earlier that it's a small cohort. How many students is it that they take in? So about 70. Oh, right. yeah. I think, yeah, I think about eight or so postgrads and the rest are all undergrads. Oh, okay. So they set aside eight for postgraduates each year. Yeah, I think about that, yeah. That's cool. And do you have any advice for those that are aspiring to apply? Yeah, I think make sure it's something that you definitely want to do. Um, 
make sure you like you understand the it's going to be hard. Make sure you understand the lifestyle. Like it's not. There's been a few people that dropped out. It's no. It's no easy thing to do. So make sure it's definitely what you want to do. Um, and it, also, don't be shy as well. It, you know, there's there's no harm in applying. Don't be, speak to people online. Like I said, like it's the best way you're going to gauge how something is. Go to the open days um, and just yeah, just throw yourself in as much as you can because you're going to be doing that throughout the whole five years anyway. And you. Dentistry is not always about, it's not about the grades, it's about, a lot of it's about the personality as well. So when you're at your interviews, they want to see someone who's personable with people, someone who can understand like empathy and things like that. So it's not just about how well you do with with your books, it's also about how well you come across as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's some good advice, yeah. And as you say, dentistry, I think the most important part is the, the person behind it isn't it mm. it's those people skills that you've got and your personality that'll help you millions when you're practicing yeah absolutely and you mentioned there about kind of reaching out to different people and you have an instagram yourself don't you i do yeah 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 and would you like to share that yeah so my instagram is tiller talks teeth um i don't know if i'm going to change my handle now i've qualified that's the big that's the next big step um <laughs> probably won't at the moment but i've had people messaging me as well um and it's nice it's just nice to kind of try and help people out on that as well and there's so mm -hmm. many people on there especially young dentists now that will just be willing to to kind of give you that feedback and kind of give you a support network and i'm pointing mm -hmm. you in the right direction so definitely definitely do it yeah i think instagram especially right now just helps massively um yeah. just getting that insight and those contacts it's a lot more easier now than it ever has been absolutely so i think that actually brings the episode to an end um and thanks for telling us all about barts today brandon um it's been great to have you on yeah thanks it's been nice actually i've never really kind of spoken about it like this so you kind of get an appreciation for the last five years which has been really nice <laughs> yeah a nice end for you yeah absolutely and congratulations again thanks appreciate it and then obviously good luck with the next couple of years as well thank, thank you. you we are really enjoying making these episodes and we hope you have found them interesting and learned a little more about dentistry and you can follow us on Instagram at dental underscore appointment to keep up to date with us. But until our next episode. Bye. bye.